a mindset. You have to decide. We're going to try to do things uh, differently. Well, provided that they're better. You shouldn't do things differently just because they're different. They need to be different and better. Um, but I think you just have to sort of decide. Let's let's think beyond the normal stuff and, and have an environment where that sort of thinking is encouraged and rewarded. Welcome to episode 513 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. This is round two of episode 513. Yesterday, I put up a rant of me going off on Deep Root Pinball and the whole point around them putting up PowerPoint slides instead of showing us a pinball machine. And I took it down. I took it down because you know what? I'm breaking my own rule that I wouldn't talk about this company anymore. And I'll talk a little bit about why I took that episode down. But I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, what I'm going to do, and this was not planned, ladies and gentlemen, anyone who's a Patreon contributor to Canada's Pinball Podcast can get this episode. I'll just send it to you. So there's about like 30 or 40 of you gentlemen. And I wanna thank my new Patreon donators, Brian Madden, Philip Plus. And I think Warren Lagos, I think I said that right. Thank you, gentlemen, for contributing. But if anyone out there wants episode 513 and you're you're my Patreon list, you get it, all right? So let me talk about quickly why I took that down and why I want to talk about on this episode, probably something that means the most to me. And that's why I think it's so important that Jersey Jack Pinball has a hit, that they finally have a game that checks a lot of the boxes that I know a lot of you want. I know this game's not gonna be for everybody because of the theme, and that's normal, and that's how pinball should be. But I wanna talk about the importance of Jersey Jack pinball succeeding in pinball and what that means for this hobby and for all of us. Before I do that, let me talk about why I took down 513. So I went on like a 20-minute rant about how I think it's absolutely inane that Deep Root Pinball and their people are sharing PowerPoint slides and not showing us the game. And what sparked that was Steve Bowden putting up a couple Facebook posts in which he's talking about the script to Raza on his Fun With Bonus page and then how the pin bar is gonna work with the menu system with Raza. And I just wanna say to everyone over at Deep Root, I mean this from the bottom of my heart and I don't mean this maliciously. I don't wanna see you fail, but I don't wanna hear anything from you ever again unless it's a working machine. And I don't think that's being rude. We are in this hobby because we love pinball machines. And I find it extraordinarily inappropriate that after all of these failed launches and reveals, that you're still trying to drum up excitement for a pinball machine by not showing a pinball machine. It's getting to the point where I'm not sure what your strategy is, but we're just gonna leave it at that. Show us a working pinball machine and stop with the PowerPoint slides about what your intentions are. Intentions mean nothing. Execution means everything. If you can't execute stuff, don't show it. Don't set reveal dates, okay? 
Now, let's move on to Jersey Jack Pinball because all of you out there know how extraordinarily excited I am for the launch of Guns N' Roses. I've been looking at the game in whitewood form and I've seen the playfield for months. I got to see some video, very short video, about a minute of gameplay footage of the game and seeing the game all together for the first time with the artwork, with the layout, with the sculpts, with the toys, with the mechs, and seeing the light show and seeing the sound, seeing the sound, hearing the sound of the game for the first time, it really was a magical moment for me. Uh, not only as a fan of Guns N' Roses, because obviously this is my dream band in pinball form, but just really exciting moment for me as a fan of pinball because I've been covering this hobby for many, many years, and you know that the number one thing that I want in a pinball machine is magic. Now, magic is subjective when it comes to pinball. We all have different things that we wanna see in pinball machines, and I, and I understand that. And so what you might look for in a game might not be what I look for in a game. And it's okay for us to have differences, and it's okay for you guys to love the games you love. It's okay for me to love the games I love. We all don't have to love the same game. It would be boring if we all woke up and we only appreciated the same things in life. It's great to have differences of opinion, especially around subjective things like pinball, okay? Now, one of the biggest things that I've always looked for as I've done this show, right? You've, you've heard a lot of me talk about the world under glass and the magic and wow, did you see the ball do that? And wow, have I seen that before in a pinball machine? And I think first and foremost, what every single pinball machine should do when you just walk up to it before it's even turned on, when you just walk up to a pinball machine, it should have that wow factor that makes you curious to see how all of this fun stuff under the glass works, okay? I think that is very important to pinball. And I think if I look at the modern landscape of pinball, I think sometimes what we're getting fed to us, I think we're getting a lot of artwork to make up for a lack of, a lack of wow in the game. I think artwork is being used more than ever to cover the fact that there's just not a lot of physical stuff that you look at and say, wow. The artwork is wow, don't get me wrong, and I love a beautiful art package, but I really wanna see physical things in a game that make me curious and make me say wow. And I think when you see Guns N' Roses and what Eric has put into this game, I think you're just going to say, wow, from a physical standpoint, like, wow, that's really a world under glass. It's a world of depth. It's a world of height. It's a world of, of sculpted things out of metal, out of wood. Nothing feels recycled. Nothing feels done before. Everything in it feels very original and very true to the theme. That's the other thing, right? What I love about Guns N' Roses is that this game was designed from the ground up with Slash to make a Guns N' Roses pinball machine. Here's the greatest representation of great theme integration, that you can't look at this game and simply reskin it into something else. You can't, because everything in it speaks rock and roll and Guns N' Roses. Now, maybe you might be able to reskin it into another musical act, but that's about it. But that's what I love about this game. I think there's too many games out there that have their themes plastered onto some other design. 
I mean, we heard it from Ben Heck. He designed his new game, and it's going to be rethemed to something else. What? Why? Wouldn't you want to design it from the ground up with the theme in mind? And I think that makes all the difference. You know, the same way Eric made Pirates of the Caribbean so special to a pirate theme, there, that couldn't have been anything else. You know, we've seen games get completely reskinned, right? Iron Maiden was not Iron Maiden. Guardians of the Galaxy was not Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think there's even some speculation that maybe some of these latest Sterns weren't originally these themes. And I just don't think that that's how you make pinball magic. I don't think Star Wars started out as Star Wars, right? Does, does that look like Star Wars? Does that really look like that game started out as a Star Wars pin? No, it doesn't, right? They just put stuff on top of a pre-existing layout, okay? And so I think it's really important that we get games designed this way. The other thing about pinball we talk a lot about is innovation. And it's probably the most overused word in pinball. Like, what is pinball innovation? It's a little bit of an oxymoron, right? Pinball, in general, isn't innovative. And so to have pinball innovation, uh, what we really mean by that, if, if I were to guess what all of us want when we think about pinball innovation, I think we want to see stuff in a pinball machine that hasn't been done before. I think we want to see some newer elements incorporated into pinball that is, is just available today that wasn't available back in the Bally Williams days. So if you think about it, I think the Bally Williams days did such a great job of physically being very creative, very imaginative, and, and physically bringing those worlds to life. Now, there's advancements in technology, right? There's advancements in the LCD screen. So I'm, I actually really do like the LCD screens over the DMD when done properly. There's advancements in lighting. Like you can do stuff with lighting now that you never could have done back then. And with LED lights and the sizes you can make them, you can do things with lights that they would only have dreamed of being able to do back in the 90s. And I'll tell you right now, if these sort of things were available to those Bally Williams engineers, you best believe they would have put this stuff into those games. I think you're going to see Eric's use of lighting in this game and how he's using those tiny LEDs. I think you're gonna see this game look like no other pinball machine when it's all lit up. I've never seen a light show this good. And it's not just the lighting that's on the play field. The way he's done the lighting around the game that goes up off the play field is unlike anything I've seen before. And again, I really think you're gonna be impressed. I really think you're gonna see that he took an idea and he went for something and I think he executed it brilliantly. Okay, I really do. And I think you're going to be wowed by it. I do. I think it's going to you're going to stand over it. You're going to stand over this game and be wowed when it's turned off, but when it's turned on, my god, that's when the fun and the giddiness inside you is really going to turn on, okay? So innovation, right? Jersey Jack Pinball, out of all the pinball companies out there, I really do think you have to say that Jersey Jack Pinball has done the right type of innovation. The right type of innovation, right? Sometimes innovation can leap too far. And I think P3 Multimorphic is a good example of that. They made a game that was so far into the future of what Jerry envisioned for pinball that people just couldn't connect with it. They just couldn't uh, feel like this was what they wanted in pinball because they let go of some things that people love in pinball, right? You love staring over your games as pieces of artwork when you're not playing them. So when you turn off a P3 and it's a big black screen under the glass, you lose that. 
And I think that's a big part of pinball for people. They don't want to see a big blank TV screen. They want to see that world under glass in, with colorful artwork when the game is not on. But out of all the companies, you know, Stern Pinball, have they been truly innovative? Have they been pushing the envelope on what's possible with pinball? And I think for most of us out there, we would all agree that while Stern Pinball makes the most games, while Stern Pinball probably makes games that are the most reliable for sure for operators, while Stern Pinball has the best themes in the pinball industry, when it comes to pure innovation and pure engineering, Stern Pinball is not giving you the greatest possible pinball experience when you look at it through that lens. They just aren't. They're not the most innovative company in terms of uh, the mechanical engineering that they're putting into these games. You know, I think Stern Pinball does a good job of listening to what people want, but they do play catch up. They're not the company that sort of gave you something before someone else did. They really haven't. I haven't really seen them do that. Um, it's not to say Stern games are bad, and I think a lot of you out there have Stern collections and you really enjoy them. But if you if you were to look at pinball right now, and I think you're going to see a game on Monday. I think you're going to see a game on Monday that's going to change a lot of your minds. I think it's going to change how a lot of you look at your collections. I think it's going to change how a lot of you look at where you've been spending your money. And a lot of you are caught in this cycle where you just need new in-box machines and you run after new in-box machines. For the life of me, I can't understand why people take such financial gambles running after every new machine. Most of you guys who buy LEs, you basically are buying these machines before you've ever played them. And for Guns N' Roses, it's gonna be the same. And during COVID, all of us are buying these games without playing them. But for the most part, Stern has created an incredible marketing cycle of contempt, I call it. And the reason why I call it a cycle of contempt is they've been able to do this incredible marketing thing in which every three to four months, they get so many people out there to run to these games, to buy them before they even play them, and to basically like have a game in which you're not sure if it's even good yet. And by the time you figure out, by the time you figure out where this game is gonna fall, they've already moved on to the next game. I just wanna say this, I would rather have one magical game a year than four to five games a year that are, that are just B or B minuses or mediocre pins. I would rather just have one a year. Because think about it, over the last nine years, like Tron came out nine years ago. Wouldn't you just rather have nine amazing modern games between Tron and now than so many of these options that keep coming out and so many of them aren't really that special, aren't really that magical, don't really have a wow factor, right? It's like they just need to keep the line going. And that's the ultimate reality of pinball in general. It's, it's this tug of war between how do we keep the line going, how do we stay profitable, how do we make money, but how do we also make magical games? And I have to say, I have to say, Stern Pinball is the only company that's remained consistently profitable and kept pinball around for all of us. So even though they haven't pushed the envelope, they've pushed the profit and they've made themselves very profitable. They've been very efficient at getting games out the door and they are the number one pinball company by a wide margin and it's not even close. And yet even with all of that, even with all of that, I can't help but feel like pinball should be better than what Stern gives us. And I've always felt that way. When I stand over a Stern machine, even if it's fun, even if it's got great artwork, even if the code is deep, 
I can't help but stand over a stern machine and just feel like I want more. And I mean that when I stand over every single stern machine except a very few. Except a very few. And you know the ones I love. I mean, it's games like Lord of the Rings. It's games like Simpsons Pinball Party. Uh, There are very few games in which I feel the world really comes out. I mean, Ghostbusters, but the game shoots so bad. You know, Ghostbusters to me, if it was a great shooter, would be the one of the greatest sterns of all time, but it's such a dog to shoot. And then I think about some of the dream themes of mine that just like completely, completely stern dropped the ball with like games like Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars, how do you mess up Star Wars, right? So I just feel like there's always more. There's more, there should be more coming from these guys. And for what stern charges, this is the real point. And this is the main thing you're gonna see on Monday. For what stern charges for the LEs, and the premiums, I'm going to say it, for $9,200, you are going to see what Stern will give you for $9,200, and you're going to see what Jersey Jack's going to give you. Now, we don't know how much Guns N' Roses is, but I'm just here to tell you right now, when you look at Guns N' Roses, and you look at everything that's in it, and you put it next to any Stern, I mean any Stern, I mean Avengers, I mean Jurassic Park, I mean anything that Stern's put out in the last like eight, nine years, you put this game next to it and it looks twice as expensive. It just does. It looks like twice as much went into it from a a bomb standpoint. You're gonna see, you're gonna see that like the screens, (laughs) I'm, I'm giving away some stuff. You're gonna see some stuff that you just, you feel like you should get. And this technology is available, and I think it's being implemented in the perfect way with Guns N' Roses. But here's the thing. Here's the big catch-all. Here's the big caveat to all of this. Jersey Jack's not new. They've been making games for many years. Why don't we all own Jersey Jack machines? Jersey Jack machines have always felt this way compared to Stern's. I mean, there's no way around it. Like, you put Wizard of Oz next to any Stern, and it blows it away in terms of just wow factor, right? But why don't we all own Wizard of Oz. Why don't we all own the Jersey Jack lineup? Now, some of you do, but most of us don't. And so Jersey Jack Pinball has been a company that while they've strived to improve pinball and be more innovative, they've also been a financial disaster. Like there's no way around it. This company should have gone out of business multiple times. And in fact, it did go under in terms of having any money. They went bankrupt multiple times. Jack lost this company. Jack Winari does not have real control over at Jersey Jack Pinball. This is now Leonard and Brett's company with Pat Lawler, okay? There's a reason why this company failed horribly so many times. Mismanagement, they overordered parts, they built games that weren't as special as they needed to be in the marketplace. Basically, if I were to summarize what Jersey Jack's main problem has been over the years, it comes down to one thing, delays. This company has been plagued by delays. People don't want to wait a year after you showed them a game to get it. And people waited over a year for so many of their first offerings. And so, you know, Waz took forever to come out. Jack underpriced it. That's the story of Waz. Hobbit, a game that was designed by uh, Joe Balser, who like cut bait on it. He left Jersey Jack Pinball or was let go by Jersey Jack Pinball. Pat Lawler finished The Hobbit, didn't really care about it because it wasn't his title. And The Hobbit just always felt like a miss. It just did. It, It clearly was a game that just never was polished properly. So The Hobbit is is a forgettable game, and we're seeing The Hobbit right now. This, these games are selling for like $6,000, right? So The Hobbit, even though you can get it now for so cheap, 
Like the price of a Stern Pro, you can get that Hobbit game, and most of you still don't want it. And I'm in that boat. I don't want a Hobbit. I don't ever want a Hobbit. And Wizard of Oz, I have to be honest, as beautiful as it is, I don't think Wizard of Oz shoots that great. I don't think it's a fun pinball machine to like to actually shoot. Like the flow in the game just kills it for me. I get that the theme integration is there, but something about the way that game shoots just doesn't speak to me. It's also Wizard of Oz. It's like, you know, we're grown men. We're grown men. Wizard of Oz, really? Is that really what we want in our game rooms as grown men? And then we go on to Dialed In. Probably the biggest gamble in Jersey Jack Pinball's history, a game that Pat Lawler took three years to make, a game that when it came out probably had one of the worst reveals ever. Right, you, you could drop a pin in that room after people saw that title. There was no enthusiasm for it. And as much as you try to cajole people with comic books and free lunches with Pat, there's no way around the fact that nobody wanted dialed in other than Pat Lawler. He was given a blank check, spent God knows how many millions of dollars to make a game nobody really wanted. And that really was the game that Jersey Jack needed to take off. But you know what they should have done is they should have got to the next game quicker and got that game on the line quicker because then comes the game that actually blew everyone away, and that was Eric Minier's Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you remember? We all remember when this game was revealed. It blew us away. It blew everybody away with what was in it, what it looked like. It was a world under glass that we hadn't seen in a very long time. And then what happened? We got the disc gate. We got the trunk gate. But more than that, delays. They took eight months after they revealed that game to ship the first one. And in that time period, the biggest mistake they made was they streamed the game all during that eight months. They streamed the game so many times that by the time the game came out, nobody wanted it. We all felt like we'd already owned it and played it and we were bored of it already. And then we had to see them remove this stuff and Eric was bummed out. Horrible, horrible, horrible launch. And then what happens, right? The game finally makes it out. It sits at distributors for almost a year. You could easily have got that game for a year. Nobody wanted it. Then all thousand units find a home. And all of a sudden, everyone starts to realize that, wow, this thing is really amazing. And guess what? This amazing game that was discovered late was discovered too late. Jersey Jack stopped making them. They made the decision to not order more parts and move on to Willy Wonka, okay? And so the, the game that has the people most excited, they're not even making it. What a failed opportunity for the company, right? Then they move on to Willy Wonka. And Willy Wonka, you know how I feel. Game is a, is a great theme for pinball. I think the game is also a total miss because of how they chopped up that iconic movie and butchered it. They basically butchered the movie we all love with the code in this game. I mean, it's too hard. No one can get any more than two golden tickets. And there's no synced up clips with the audio and, and, and the voices. And it's a musical. And they removed the music from a musical. It's, and the music sounds so bad. It sounds like a slot machine. It's a miss. The game is a miss. This game did not sell like they thought. They did not even come close to selling the 500 CEs. And look, I know what I did when I hyped that game. And I saw that game. And the game still today, when you stand over Willy Wonka, it still is an exciting game to stand over. But all of the things they told me were going to be in that game, from a code perspective, never made it in. But yes, I do take accountability for overhyping Willy Wonka. And I hear everyone saying that I'm doing it again with Guns N' Roses. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm betting this podcast. I am betting everything I know about pinball. I am betting my entire credibility that when you see Guns N' Roses, you will be as excited as I am. The hype is real. 
The hype is real. I am not I am not the boy who cried wolf. I got it wrong with Wonka. I am not going to get it wrong again. And you have my word on that. And I'm so confident you're going to feel the same way. Seriously, if I, if I if there's any negative reaction to Guns N' Roses, I'd be shocked when you guys see it uh, on Monday, okay? But Wonka's a fail. Then they move the company to Chicago and have this huge delay, huge delay in which there, no games are on the line. Stern continues to lap them again. And so Jersey Jack Pinball puts up a, a, a teaser video during Ninja Turtles launch. And then what? We get another like six to eight months of nothing from them. And I'm telling you, like, it started to make people concerned again that here we are once again. Jersey Jack Pinball doesn't have it figured out. Jersey Jack Pinball, once again, is taking forever to get any games out. Everyone's lapping them. You're right. Like, you're right when you say that. But I'm, I'm telling you, come Monday, come Monday, Jersey Jack Pinball is about to show everybody what they are capable of. And I mean that. What this company can do. What Eric Minier, supported by Leonard and company, what he can develop and create. And let me tell you, Pat Lawler did take some stuff out of this game. And I, I've seen the original Whitewood, and I saw something that was altered. But it's not really that big of a deal. I still think everything that's in this game is is exactly, exactly what Eric wanted to be in it. And yes, he lost a, a thing or two. But it's not going to change your wow factor to this game. And I'm not even going to share the original Whitewood because I, you know what? I just, I don't think there even needs to be like the past. This game is going to represent the present and the future of Jersey Jack Pinball, but it's bigger than just that. This game, I believe, is going to cause a seismic shift in everyone's perception of pinball. And, and maybe that's too dramatic, but what I mean by that is I just think you're going to see what you can get for your money and you're going to get a fun game, and you're going to get a game with a great theme, and you're going to get a game with illustrated artwork, and you're going to get a game with the best light show in the history of pinball. You're going to get all these things, and you're going to get a game that just like does stuff that hasn't been done before. Now look, stop thinking like balls are going to levitate. Stop thinking like mechs are going to like shoot things through the glass and into your ball sack. It's not going to happen like that. What's going to happen is you're just going to look over this game and just say, wow, and it's going to make you feel giddy, and it's going to make you want to flip it, and it's going to make you want to enjoy it, and it's going to make you happy. It's going to make you feel like a kid again when you first walked up to the Adams Family, when you first walked up to Twilight Zone, when you first walked up to Whitewater. It's going to make you feel that way again. It's that kind of pin. I really think we need Jersey Jack to be successful because out of all the pinball companies out there, if Jersey Jack is successful, a few things are going to happen. They are going to drive Stern to improve. They're going to drive Stern to give us more in their games. They're going to drive Stern to get more World Under Glass into these games, more mechanical things into these games. They're going to do it. They are absolutely going to do it. And it's good for all of us. Like We should root for Jersey Jack Pinball to be successful so that it drives the competition up, right? And I think it's really important for Jersey Jack Pinball to be successful so we can see Eric's third game and we can see what Pat Lawler has next. And we can really start to get pinball machines that I think are going to go down as keepers. I mean that. Like, How many of you out there really want to keep packaging up games, getting a game that you're, you're, you, you loved it for a little bit, then it got boring? Nobody really wants that. I think everyone out there just really wants their dream themes in pinball format and you want to keep them forever and you want to keep them also looking good forever so you know hopefully hopefully the quality 
of Guns N' Roses is there. Because if there are things that I don't know about this machine, it's obviously I don't know what the quality is going to be from the Chicago factory. I don't know what the playfield issues are going to be like with Guns N' Roses. I think they're going to be figured out because they figured them out eventually with Willy Wonka. I just don't know, you know, until we unbox this machine, nobody's really going to know what they're getting. But I'll tell you this, the games are on the line. This is not going to be a Jersey Jack release that they mess up. And I know they waited. I know it took longer than you would have liked. But the reason they waited is they want to get it right. And I do implore all of you out there who listen to this show, and you guys know who you are. You're the diehard fans. Please don't spoil this reveal for Eric. If someone sends you anything Guns N' Roses over the weekend, please don't leak it on Pinside. I mean, can we please let this game come out in the best fashion possible. And and I mean that. I mean, I could I could spoil this whole thing. And I'm not sending anyone anything. And I really want this game to be showed to the world in the best possible fashion. But here's the crazy part. Even me looking at like grainy or like bad cell phone quality video, it's just blowing me away. So I can't wait to see this game in full HD glory. I can't wait to stand over this thing. I am in person. It's going to be so spectacular. Ultimately, I want to see Eric Minier have his moment. I want to see Eric Minier stand in front of a game that's not just a hit, but it's also a sales spectacular. He deserves a sales hit. He is the greatest pinball designer in pinball right now. And that's how I feel. And I think Keith Elwin and him, yes, you could argue who's number one and who's number two. But we're, we're literally talking here. Like, like Patrick Mahomes versus Russell Wilson right now. Like, who's better? Who knows, right? They're both so incredible. But I will say this. Eric has a huge advantage over Keith Elwin right now because he's got Jersey Jack Pinball. Jersey Jack Pinball will allow him to do all of this. And when you see what's in this game, you, are, you would never be able to do this at Stern. You just never would be able to think this way, to incorporate these things into a game this way. And that's another reason why I'm so happy this game's coming out because when Keith Elwin sees this game, what do you think's gonna go on inside Keith Elwin's head? He's gonna be like, I can do that, but that's not all he's gonna say. He's gonna say, I can do better. And he's going to go to his bosses at Stern and say, let me design a game with less restrictions. Give me more money and we can beat this. Like, I love the fact that Elwin and Eric could be battling it out to make some of the best pinball machines in history. And that's good for all of us. Do you feel like over at American Pinball, they are designing games to make some of the best games in pinball history right now? No. They're just trying to figure out a way to be uh, financially like above water. So they're going down a road of making simpler games for operators. Total fail in a COVID year. American Pinball is not going to give you this kind of magic. Spooky Pinball, you know, they, they get better, but come on. There, there's no way uh, Spooky Pinball is capable of making a game at the level of Stern or Jersey Jack. And they would be, they would be the first to admit that. But as consumers, don't we want to just get the best? Why would we want something that's uh, almost there when all of these things are, are within reach? Let, let's be honest. They're all within reach. If you can afford a six or $7,000 pinball machine, if you're in a financial position in life in which you can afford six or $7,000 for a pinball machine, you have to tell me that you could also spend nine or 10. 
I mean, really? Because I don't think you should be buying a six or seven thousand dollar toy if you can't buy an eight or ten thousand dollar toy. I mean, any financial advisor would tell you that. There's no way your financial uh, setup in life should have you like in that window. Like, you shouldn't be buying anything if you don't have enough throwaway money to buy these kinds of toys. I mean, it's throwaway money. That's what you spend on pinball. Okay. So I think this is going to be a great day for everyone in pinball because when a great game comes out, it lifts up the entire industry because it sets a new bar. And I think this game is going to set a new bar when people see it. And I think it's finally going to be the Jersey Jack game that just checks so many boxes. And that's a good thing. And it's a good thing too because if you're over at Chicago Gaming, you're going to take notice. All the competitors are going to take notice. And for those companies out there, that don't have anywhere near this level of game, it's gonna be a dark day for them. It just is. I mean, I, I don't wanna bring it back to Deep Root, but there's just it's just gonna be laughable when you put Raza next to Guns N' Roses. And you're gonna see what five years of innovation uh, at Deep Root looks like and what a two years of innovation over at Jersey Jack looks like for Eric. And Eric is just blossoming. He's just at the beginning of a very long career in pinball. I think him and Keith Elwin are the most valuable players in all of pinball right now. And I heard someone on Pinside say, I have a problem with Canada putting these guys on such a high pedestal like Pat Lawler and George Gomez and John Borg and Steve Ritchie. And I'm here to tell you, yeah, these guys are better than them right now. And I'll tell you, that's all that matters right now. These are new in box games, all right? John Borg, George Gomez, Steve Ritchie, Pat Lawler, they can't design games as good as Eric Minier and Keith Elwin. These guys are in the prime. They're not even the prime. These guys are like hot rookie quarterbacks that are doing the, the best in pinball right now. And I'm sorry, but Steve Ritchie, when you see his Led Zeppelin after Guns N' Roses is revealed, it's going to be a day late and a dollar short. And you know that. Like, you know that. He, they, they just don't have it in them. I mean, look at what Brian Eddy, after all these years, comes back out with just another fan layout. It's not innovative. It's not creative. These guys, they made amazing games. I'm not here to take anything away from them. But it's time to retire. It's time to retire. Recycled ideas, old ways of thinking. And I think for a lot of these Stern guys that have been there for too long, they've just been beaten down for so many years, having their innovations ripped out of games that they've stopped trying so hard. They've stopped caring so much. And I think Eric is is not in that boat. I think Keith Elwin is not in that boat. These guys are, are on their own level. The, the companies themselves are the only limitations to the creativity of these gentlemen. And I'm just sorry, but some of the other people, they're just, they're, their days are numbered. Their days are over. Their best years are behind them. And I'm sorry, but it's time for some of them to just retire. I would rather see more Scott Denisis and Youngblood come into pinball. And, and, and I would love to see Scott Denisis sit in a room with engineers over at Jersey Jack Pinball and what can his mind come up with. Okay, so that's what, but that's what excites all of us. These young guns making a name for themselves. It's interesting over at Jersey Jack because you've got probably the, the oldest guard in pinball, the crankiest guy in pinball. You've got Pat Lawler connected with Eric Minier. And I, I'll say this, what makes me nervous about Jersey Jack Pinball is that working environment. Because I don't think Pat looks at Eric as like his Padawan. 
and that he's training him to be the new Jedi master. I don't think Pat takes Eric under his wing like that. I, I think it's, it's I don't really care what he's working on. I, I'm going to oversee it at the end and take stuff out. I think they're in competition with each other. And ultimately, maybe that's not a bad thing because I think Eric is going to run circles around Pat if Pat doesn't realize that this guy's got it. Like he's got the golden touch right now. Pat, you used to have it, but this guy's doing stuff that I think all of you are going to realize on Monday is just new way of approaching pinball and a new way of thinking about layouts and this and that. I mean, look, there's only so much you can do, people. I mean, you know, he doesn't have like the flippers at the top. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do in pinball, but you'll see what I mean. The way he thinks about that world under glass. Like if, if Eric Minier did Willy Wonka, I think we'd get a much, much more magical Willy Wonka world under that glass. I mean, you're going to see what he did with Guns N' Roses. Like it's just a band who plays instruments and you're going to see how he brought that band to life in pinball format and I think it's the most amazing looking one of the most amazing looking pinball machines of all time and I think it's one of the greatest music pins ever in terms of what's in this game absolutely so that's why it's exciting and I'm excited for all of you this weekend I'm excited for you guys to have a few sleepless nights as you wait to see this game on Monday I'm curious how they're going to reveal it on Monday will Slash be part of the reveal or will he not I hope he is. I hope Ken set up a big exclusive with Rolling Stone and got this game into broader media. I'm a little nervous they're rushing this a little bit. Maybe we see a teaser video today. I hope we do. I would have liked them to have sort of gone to the Guns N' Roses message boards and forums and really started to drum up hype there. I really wish they would have done more of that. They haven't. They haven't. But I do think this game will sell itself. I do think the hype for it will be real. I have ordered a collector's edition for myself. I have ordered a collector's edition for my friend. I mean, he's paying for it. Everyone I show this game to is like, I'm in on a collector's edition. I haven't even seen the collector's edition. But that's the thing is they see this game and they just want the nicest version of it. And I think if they make 250 collector's editions, they sell out immediately. And I wish Eric the best. And I hope he gets that. If they make 500, I think they'll still sell out eventually. But I think 500 is too many at this price point. I think Jersey Jack just needs to really solidify 250 being the CEs on all games moving forward. You can do different things with the LEs. You can. There's no rules there. Like you could do 250 collector's editions and then you could do like an Axl Rose LE and a Slash LE and do like, you know, 1500 of each of those and let people decide which one they want. I mean, people love both of those guys, right? You could do it that way. That's how I would get creative with the LEs, at least make them special with the art package and a little bit different. But don't say you're making 5000 LEs and don't say you're making like this unlimited amount either, right? That doesn't work. So we don't know what the pricing is. I would assume it's going to go up a little bit. It has to. COVID and delays and all this must be baked into the price a little bit. And I'm okay with that. Because when you see Guns N' Roses, I don't think you're ever going to say, I'm not getting my money's worth. Nobody is going to think this game is overpriced. I'm telling you right now, nobody. If they said 15K for the CE, you'd be like, take my money now. Again, it's just, it looks like twice the game of a Stern Premium. It just looks like twice the game. It just It's just that much greater level of detail and parts in it and things happening it's a world of wood and metal and you're going to see stuff with with rails that you haven't seen before you're going to see designs you haven't seen before well you're just going to see stuff you haven't seen before and it's exciting and i'm, I'm not saying it's like oh you know the it's the second coming of pinball i'm not going to go that far it's still a pinball it's still a pinball machine so curb some of your enthusiasm 
But I am super excited. I, I, I'm super excited for all of you. I think we're all going to be doing victory laps around this game on Monday. I think they're going to carry Eric Minier through the pinball hobby. You know that scene in Christmas Story when Ralphie gets carried through the classroom when he, when he does the A++ report on, on, the, on the BB gun? That's how we all should carry Eric Minier around the next pinball show when we're all together. And I really can't wait to that moment we're all together, people. It's been a really rough year. It's been a rough year for all of us. It's been a rough year mentally on all of us, financially for some of us. And so we need days like Monday. We need things to look forward to. We need moments in the future that we can't wait to get to because the present sometimes sucks, right? And, and this year has kind of sucked. And so this is good. This is good. Some pinball companies have sucked the life out of pinball recently. This game is going to put it back where it should be. Avengers LE is shipping. I have to say congratulations to Stern for getting a game inbox and out the door to people. It's always amazing to see the Stern machine in motion. It really is. It really is how fast they can get people LEs. I really hope Jersey Jack doesn't hold back on the CEs this time, right? But, you know, Stern Pinball out of box. Some people are having chip play fields. Well, you know, again, like, I don't know what to tell you guys. At some point, at some point, if you keep going to Stern and you keep opening up the games and you keep finding issues, at some point, it's, it's not even Stern's fault anymore. It's your fault for constantly running to them every new game. I still don't understand why none of you out there are demanding Stern fix these playfield issues until you buy your next game. Simply speak with your wallets, right? You have the power, people. You're the customers. You can create change in these organizations, but only if you don't run and buy everything sight unseen. I mean, they sold every Avengers before you knew what the quality was. And, you know, if as long as you do that, they're never going to have to change, okay? But this is all about Guns N' Roses. I can't wait for Monday. You're going to love it. When you see this game, this is the kind of music that's going to play in your head. I mean, they should just play this song when they reveal Guns N' Roses. Have a great day, everybody.